Mike, what do you do when you retire from the Avengers? What's next? What's next on your plate? I don't know. It's hard to go higher in the superhero community, but it's also harder to get a better job in even the military or that kind of like super diplomacy community. And <laughs> Super diplomats. <laughs> Well, that's what they are, right? Like, they're like, I don't know, like warrior kings in a way, right? It's... Thank you for your service, giant man. I'd now like you to be the diplomat in charge of Poland. Well, <laughs> Go have, live there I with mean, the like... wasp and you can help us deal they with have... geopolitical situations in the Eastern but, republics. But that's what they've been doing, though. They've been acting as... The last time giant man went into the Eastern Europe, he was crashing through the Berlin Wall. That's <laughs> not diplomatic. It's not, not known for diplomacy. No, but his actions, whether they're clumsy or not, were actually <laughs> affecting international relations. So that's what I mean, like the general <laughs> sense of whatever they are. Yeah, so causing diplomatic relations is not the same as yeah. being a diplomat. Just because they both have but, the word diplo right. in them. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm not saying that they're, I'm not saying that that's the job. It's just that what have the Avengers been? They've saved the world. They've battled villains. They have taken it upon themselves to go to other countries to act in America's interests. And then at times we've found that they've acted secretively to the same extent, furthering the interest in theory yeah. of America. So I don't know what you want to call them, but they're not regular. And so you're <laughs> they're not regular. And, and your question at the start was like, well, what do you like, what do you do when you retire? Well, it's not unprecedented, but it's unusual. And so it's a good question. Well, and so what's unusual? You're saying retiring as a superhero is unusual or retiring as an Avenger is unusual? What's unusual? Retiring from the Avengers is unusual because well, I yes, think it's a, being I, an Avenger. Avengers have only been around for a couple of years. No one has retired until now. But now we've had mm -hmm. now we have three retirements. Sorry, four retirements. One, two, three, four, all at the same time. Yeah. And my point is that it's unusual. We have an experience where someone with that much power who's had such a fascinating role and influence on world affairs is now no longer in that position. I think there's a qualitative difference between being on the Avengers and being the go-to team for pretty much any big problem to be on their own. Are they still on the payroll or at least getting the status and the influence they had no, on of the course Avengers? Not. I wouldn't think no, so. Wouldn't. You're not, you can't be like not on the Avengers, but still getting all the Avenger privileges. That's right. And so that's what I mean. Somebody that tied into international affairs in such a highly visible way and such an influential position, I would think that they don't just retire and then our intelligence organizations are like, that's cool. I guess you just have all this knowledge and this know-how and you just go off and do what you want. So I'd imagine that there's something that must tie them closer. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's like maintain it's like the, them into be still being sort of a post Avenger, but still in the family. You know what I mean? Got it. You're a post. You're not an Avenger anymore, but now you're a post Avenger. It's like uh, presidents. When presidents retire, they still have the Secret Service yeah. follow them around everywhere. They still get paid, right? If you're the, an ex president, you still get a salary. I think so, or some kind of pension. I don't think they'd wait till like they're. You know, they, most of them seem to be quite old um, when they're president. <laughs> I, I, when they retire, I don't think they, they have to wait long before they get the stipend, right? Which so, makes a lot of sense as well, because you don't want them to like, go out and say, I've been the president of the United States for eight years, and now I'm interviewing for this job at General Electric. Or <laughs> I might go, I think I'd like to go work in Hungary. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that they're going to be like, what's next for me? As if it's just like anybody in the world. They're just not. And so I think yeah. you have to pay them enough to keep them on the bench in a way and still get the know-how and the benefit and the, of the expertise. They still have them available to contact them, I would think. Okay, there's an ex-presidents club. You think there's going to be an ex-Avengers club where they all get together and come back mm -hmm. together and talk about, uh, I don't know, I guess the new Avengers can ask the old Avengers for advice. The presidents do that sometimes. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I'd like to think so because the alternative would be that 
the Avengers, so somebody who's been so tied into our security and the intelligence organizations, but also our military and our political affairs, is just suddenly like, huh, well, I've got to make a living. I'm not an Avenger anymore. Maybe, maybe I'll I'm go gonna... rob banks. <laughs> right. Or maybe I will go maybe work for another country. I mean, they, they could. And it's unusual. Like the Avengers started as this voluntary group that very quickly became integral to our security, intelligence organizations, et cetera. But I bet that there are those types of organizations and associations already. I bet they just attach that type of structure over to the Avengers, which makes sense. Cool. So, and, so you're, you're saying there's other structures like the Avengers out there? You use the presidents, ex-presidents oh, as an okay, example. Okay. There has to be some kind of process they can follow to but say, the, the, huh. But the difference is the presidents, like that's part of the Constitution. Like That's built into the fabric of our country. And there mm-hmm. are rules and regulations that go back hundreds of years. The Avengers are a couple of years old. We don't even know exactly how the Avengers are affiliated with their government, how they're affiliated with Stark Corp. They're all part of this military industrial complex. And I don't think we understand what's going on. It's definitely not the way we understand what happens with the president. Well, Ed, I'm not saying I'm cool with it. I find it to be the most weird. You know, and people that listen to our <laughs> show know this. I've always found it to be the weirdest thing that the military, the government, our intelligence organizations are like, I don't know, better get the Avengers involved. I've always found it to be strange. But whether it's strange or not, they're tied in and they have this connection and they have this power and authority in our society. So just to have them float off and possibly just, what, decide that they want to take what they know and not do anything with it or... Yeah, so you're basically saying we should bribe them so that they don't do that. We should have tax dollars go towards paying Giant Man and Thor and Iron Man and the Wasp and tell them, hey, here's 100 grand. Uh... Please don't work for the Russians. I, I think I wouldn't use the word bribe, but I think it's incentivized, <laughs> I suppose. Incentivized. I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. You and I have had shows where, where your solution is like, I guess we got to kill them or lobotomize them. I'm like, no, I'm just following your well-trod path on this one. Like, probably need to pay them is a better alternative than like, like where I know you want to go on these things where it's like, too dangerous to be alive. See you later. You know, I'm going to tell your wife about the things you've been doing unless you give me an incentive to not do that. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's like protection money. <laughs> American I mean, protection money. I'm not going to uh, bust into your shop, but, you know, I need some incentive to make sure that it stands up okay. But, but, Ed, you wouldn't characterize it as bribing. You say, let's say Kennedy, who's a young president, let's say he had been assassinated and he continued on and he retired after, let's say, he served two terms. He would have been in his early 50s. You wouldn't have considered a bribery to pay him a pretty healthy pension. No, you're right. Like, right? Hey, it's not bribery to ha- to pay someone to do their job. It's no, a role. It's, it's an incentive. It's an incentive so that you go and do the thing that we we're paying you to do. I think bribe connotates something illegal, right? Or something That's underhanded. Right. What's what's going on here though is it kind of is underhanded because it's not public, it's not well known. Is Stark Corp paying their post-Avenger salary? Is it the government? That's, to me, the, the big question. And the other thing is, is it, well, at least Giant Man is still active. We haven't heard much from about Thor or Iron Man. So Giant Man is out there experimenting and doing more stuff. Like the latest things on Giant Man is he can now grow to 35 feet tall. He's getting mm-hmm. bigger and bigger. So his power levels are increasing. And he's doing it right in the city. He's damaging buildings. He's doing practices. He, he weighs tons, tons and tons of weight. And he's walking through the city causing damage. And so... In the past, when that happened, the Avengers had some sort of fund that paid for that stuff. Is there a post-Avengers payment fund now, too? That's part of the reason why I was thinking about this. There has to be some kind of structure in there, not just about the idea that they have information that would be damaging 
to our interests if they went somewhere else, for instance. But also if Giant Man is practicing growing in the cities and holding onto buildings so he doesn't fall down, he's causing damage. In the past, it's still irresponsible them to do that. But at least there is some kind of recourse for the regular person or insurance companies to get some kind of kind of like, like you know, fix fix the masonry on this, you know, like fix it's like an fix irresponsibility rating. As an Avenger, you can have a ten on irresponsibility, but now that you're post Avengers, let's bring that irresponsibility level down to a six or a seven. Yeah. And he hasn't, you know what I mean? Practicing growing around buildings when you weigh tons and could knock one over if you just tripped. Is not responsible, and also just grabbing on, grabbing onto the edges of buildings and like having bricks no. fall off it just seems a little that's dangerous. Right. It's super dangerous. So that's why I think that there must be something in the way, some process or some similar continuation of coverage. Really, like I know when lawyers retire, we have mandatory insurance, and then when you retire, you can have runoff insurance, which would cover you. So you might get a claim. There's only so long you can sue your former lawyer. There's limitation periods, and then you'd want well, so, to make sure you're so, covered. So, the, so if you did get so sued, the insurance covers you not for the time that you were a lawyer, but the insurance is covering you for right now. Like for example, yeah. if you stopped your insurance today, and you mm. got sued for something you did yesterday, the insurance wouldn't cover you. So insurance covers terms. So as long as you have occurrence-based and claims-based policies, but the most common policy would be like if you get into a car accident, you have insurance policy with company A. And then you get sued two years later, but you no longer are insured by that company. You're on to another insurance company. It's the company that was on risk that would cover you. And so I'm saying for lawyers, when they retire, they want to make sure they've got insurance and coverage to continue a bit longer. I say I'm, I'm diving into stuff. I'm not 100% sure I'm, I'm <laughs> far from retirement. But I just know that there is coverage. There's, there's, there's insurance something. That you can there's buy. something. There's something. There's something so you, there that so, you can So Giant Man probably has some sort of insurance policy that's covering him post-Avengers, mm-hmm. some sort of runoff policy that lasts for some period of time. Or you just have the adventures have so much money at their disposal, they're either self-insured in a sense, or they just have money to pay. But whatever it is, I think that you don't have these retired, quote unquote, adventures running around causing damage. And then not. And then what, you're going to sue Giant Man? You're going to find out where that <laughs> who he really is? Or do you still follow the, the process that is in place that we we're aware of where they could make a claim because of the damage that the Avengers caused, which I think is a way that's kept people kind of okay with them in general. So, so if he has okay. to have this coverage that keeps lasting, like we're kind of paying for Giant Man for the, I guess for the rest of his life or for some time period, does he have a responsibility? Mm-hmm. Is it like reserves in the military? I think we can call back up Giant Man if the Hulk was rampaging through the city and we're like, you know what? The Avengers are a little weak right now. We need some, uh, we need some more bench strength. Can he be called in? I don't know. I mean, I would think so. I would think that's part of the deal. Like we said at the beginning, it's unusual and unprecedented about what they are in our society, but they are unusual. They are unprecedented. So you and I are just trying to speculate about makes what should make sense. And I would think what makes sense is that if they're out there having information or abilities that could harm us if they were no longer on our side, I think that there's a built-in incentive to have them close to home, really. But also if they're out there doing activities and they're more or less government agents, which they have been, I think there should be some kind of recourse for regular people. Otherwise, people would not be as keen about Giant Man doing his calisthenics in the middle of the city. <laughs> like you're sounding more and more like the Avengers are like the mafia. <laughs> Once you're in, you can't get out. You think you're out and we pull you back in. I'm not saying that they're not like that. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode. For the full experience, check out whatifmarvelwasreal.com. You can find full transcripts, the story behind the comic, cover art, and more.